She perched on a sun-dried rock and sniffed the air. There was an earthy, indefinable scent that stirred her senses. The new shoots of the willows were a sharp yellow-green. The bare twigs of the maples were tipped by swelling red buds. A low bush nearby had blossomed in tiny gray balls. She reached to touch one curiously. It was furry and soft as the kin that Prudence had held in her arms that summer afternoon. All at once, Kit was aware that this New England, which had shown her the miracle of autumn and the white wonder of snow, had a new secret in store. This time, it was a subtle promise, a tantalizing hint of beauty still withheld. A beckoning to her spirit to follow she knew not where. She had forgotten that summer would come again, that the green would spread over the frozen fields, that the earth would be turned up to the sun and the seed sown, and that the meadows would renew themselves. Was this what strengthened these New Englanders to endure the winter, the knowledge that summer's return would be all the richer for the wait? So that's an excerpt from one of my favorite books, The Witch of Blackbird Pond. And this book is by Elizabeth George Spear. And she is not only um, the author of this amazing book, but also one of my favorite writers. She also wrote a book which I absolutely adore called The Bronze Bow. And she wrote two other books, um, The Calico Captive, which I've read, and um, The Sign of the Beaver, which I haven't finished, but I did read a good deal of. Um, this book is maybe... if. Is pro this book is probably the, fa the most famous book that she wrote. And it deals with ideas such as superstition and assumptions. And it, it mostly uh, confronts um, those from the people in the community that um, the girl in the excerpt I just read um, in Puritan New England, um, what their assumptions and ideas were about this young girl who came and, and lived with and started to live in their community and how she was very different um, from um, what they expected and what they wanted in their community. But it also deals with some of the assumptions coming from the girl who, who has walked into that situation, Kit Tyler. Um, this book is very personal to me. Um, it's been one of my favorites since I was 14. That's when I first read it, and it's gone all over the country when I've gone on trips. It's gone with me when I've lived in other states. It has, like, the cover on this book is coming off, and, um, yeah, so it is, um, it is one of my favorite books ever, and one of my favorite writers, and, um, I think it's truly lovely, and that you should definitely check it out if you've never read it. Another book that I really enjoyed was Time Enough for Drunks, and I'm going to read an excerpt from that. Jem, do you remember last week when you told me you would never marry because under this law of ours, once a woman marries, she ceases to exist as a person? Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember what else you said? I said I'd like to exist as a person for a while if it was all right with everybody. And when I told you that I never felt I'd to exist, exist as a person married to your father. Did you believe me? Oh yes, Mama. You're more of a person than anybody I know. I feel like in this book, it's more of the mother um, chooses. Um, because you, you learn as you read the story that she's actually a very active person who continues to use her 
gifts and abilities. And I always found the mother in this book in many ways to be very inspiring. Um, at least at the very beginning of the book. Um, you can make up your mind <laughs> what you think of her by the end. Um, but it really deals with this young girl who in many ways is extremely irresponsible and though well-intentioned, continues and continues to get in trouble. And as war comes to the colonies and as her family is basically torn apart by war, um, she has to learn how to make some really hard decisions and how to take on responsibilities. And it's a really interesting thing, too, because that often happens in war, especially in the past for women. Um, and so it's a very interesting book to think about um, what the roles of women are and what, um, what they're capable of. And, yeah, I, I really enjoy Watson's getting to grow up with, with Jem, the main character, because she's, she's just a really um, fun character as well. Um, the woman who wrote this book, Anne Rinaldi, she wrote another book that I've read called the, I believe it was called The Last Full Measure, and it was also a really good book. And I'm familiar with other pieces of her work as well, um, to name two others, um, Brooklyn Rose and... Um, And Finishing Becca. Um, Finishing Becca is actually, I want to say, about um, the story of Benedict Arnold, which is also very interesting. So, yeah, um, I, would, I would definitely look into her as an author as well. And the really cool thing about both of the authors I've just talked about is not only have I enjoyed their individual pieces, but I've bothered to get immersed in some of the work, other work that they've done. And maybe that's when you can tell the a writer has really impacted you. So... Definitely check her out. The last book I'm going to talk about is the last book that out of this collection of three books that I'm talking about is the last um, book I've actually read. And it's also the last author who I was introduced to. Sarah Dessen is a North Carolina author, or at least she was last I checked, um, from Chapel Hill. And to me, that's really cool because I'm also from North Carolina. And so um, for me, that was that was really, really cool. I'm going to read, I want to say, about a page, um, I don't know, maybe not that much. I hope that's, I hope that's okay, um, of her work, which I think is really well done. When I first turned it on at seven sharp, I could hear only static. I leaned closer to the radio, pressing my ear to it, just as there was an explosion of noise, a sudden burst of guitar, a clanging of cymbals, followed by someone screaming. I jerked, startled, whacking the radio with my elbow and knocking it off the bed. It hit the floor with a bang that kept playing, now at full blast. Skipping down a little bit. Finally, with a burst of cymbals, it was over. The next song, though, was no better. Instead of thrashing guitars, it was some sort of electro electronic piece, consisting of various beeps and blips with a man talking over them, reciting what sounded, to me anyway, like a shopping list. Plus, it went on for five and a half minutes, which I knew because I was watching the clock the entire time, praying for it to finish. Jumping down just a little bit further. It was such a mishmash, I couldn't even begin to adjust to it. Instead, for a full hour, I sat there, listening to song after song, waiting for one I could actually either A, understand, or B, enjoy. It didn't happen. Clearly, I was not going to be enlightened, just exhausted. So, one, there are two things that may initially seem unrelated that I really appreciate from this book. And one of them was talking about um, its, whole, its whole idea of honesty. And I guess in both of these things, 
Um, it comes down to how we talk about things. So just listen, obviously. There's there's a bit of hint there to what the, the book is about. But you follow this character, Annabelle, and she um, is, to put it as simply as possible, I guess, she's the nice daughter um, in her, her family of, of three girls. And she is carrying around a, a secret inside of her, and she's too, too scared to share it with her family. And um, through talking with of, of something that's happened to her and how different people are treating her, and um, she meets a, a friend, Owen, at school, and he's really into, into music. And through talking about music, um, and how it's almost, they talk about it almost, it's almost the way you might expect someone to talk about surrealism in art or poetry in writing, in how there's no, quote, right or wrong answer. And um, she, she learns to have more confidence in expressing her opinion, what she thinks about a lot of different things, because she has the, I guess, the creative liberty to do that in an environment where um, she doesn't have to be scared of upsetting someone else because her friend will listen to her and hear her opinion and not get mad about it. Which, for her, is not something she's, she's used to things going terribly, terribly wrong when um, uh, things that are not so positive come to light in her household. And so it's been a really... Um, so I, I really enjoy this book. I will say it does not ignore <laughs> certain things that um, many teenagers deal with, um, like partying or drinking or things like that. It does include both of those things. Um, I wouldn't probably re recommend it for a very young girl. Um, but I think for a lot of teens where this is already part of their world or maybe they're trying to understand a lot of other things, um, it can be really, really helpful. Um, so, yeah. And I've also enjoyed other other work by this author. Um, probably, if I was going to suggest um, another book by this author, I would probably suggest Lock and Key. Um and The Truth About Forever, because both of those are, are really good books. So, yeah. Oh, that's my, that's my timer telling me to move on to something else, so. Bye!